When wishes were horses and beggars could ride, in a stone castle by the sea there lived a rich land. How am I supposed to choose? There are so many. And so he left the trail, and he followed the sound of the music. I am the goat from the hills and the mountains. And when I have finished eating these herbs and these vegetables, then I shall eat you, too. Once upon a time, and welcome to the Story Story Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Ann Harding, and I have some stories for you. This is a podcast to hear traditional stories told by some of the best storytellers in the world. It will take you to long ago and far away, and will bring you back safely. Hello, lovely story fans. Often when the storytellers send me an album of their work, there are stories that are short, only a few minutes long. So this episode, I bring some of them to you, like a handful of fresh-picked dandelions in a child's little fist. But unlike flowers, these stories will never wilt. Each of these four stories feature animals and the things they're up to in fairy tales. The first teller is based in New York City. Laura Sims is an award-winning performer, writer, and educator advocating storytelling as a compassionate action for personal and community transformation. This story features an unlikely romance and the cutest goose sighing I've ever heard. Enjoy Laura Sims telling Donkey and Goose. There was once a donkey and a goose And they were in love. They lived on opposite sides of a road separated by two fences. And all day they would stare at each other and sigh. They wished that they could speak each other's language so they could tell one another how much they loved each other. One evening, there was a boy and a girl walking down the road holding hands and kissing and talking about a wishing well at the end of the road. Everybody knows that animals can't understand each other's language, but they can understand the language of human beings. So they understood and each one made a plan. Late that night, the donkey pushed open the gate with his head, and went clippity-cloppity-clippity-cloppity-clippity-cloppity-cloppity-cloppity right down that road until he came to the wishing well, pulled himself up with his long legs, leaned over the edge and said, I am so in love. I wish I could be a goose. And all of a sudden, the donkey shrunk down to the size of a goose, turned colors, his ears went in, his tail was gone, and he had webbed feet. Happily, the donkey, who was now a goose, hopped off the wishing well and waddled, 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 waddled all the way back to his fence. He pushed in the door with his rear, shut it with his head, and waited. Later that night, the goose who was digging a hole beneath her fence, 
pushed herself out onto the road and waddled, 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 waddled all the way to the wishing well. Then she leaped up with great difficulty, balanced on the edge of the well, and said into the water, Honk, I am so in love. I wish I could be a donkey. And lo and behold, the goose became a donkey. Ears came out of her head. She grew long and brown with a big tail and long legs. And the goose, who was now a donkey, leaped off the side of the wishing well and clippity-cloppity-clippity-cloppity-clippity-cloppity went back to her fence. She pushed in the door with her rear, shut it with her head, and waited. They could hardly wait for the sun to rise so they could see one another. But when the sun rose and they looked, oh, the donkey, who was now a goose, said, Yee-haw, what a dumb donkey I am. And the goose, that was now a donkey, said, What a silly goose I am. The second teller for this episode is Lynn Ford. She does folktale adaptations, spooky tales, and original stories rooted in Lynn's family's multicultural Afro-Latin storytelling. She's a fourth-generation, nationally recognized storyteller. She's also a laughter yoga teacher and breath mechanic. Her story today explains why a beautiful bird flits from flower to flower in the hummingbird's hum. Hummingbird always hummed when he saw a field of flowers, pink and yellow, purple and gold, orange and red, palest white. If he could smell them, he hummed, mmm, 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 And then he would fly down toward that field of flowers, stick that long beak of his down into the flowers, suck up all the nectar, And hum, mmm, mmm, and go someplace else. Now he was getting kind of greedy about that. Find a field of flowers, suck up all the nectar he could, go someplace else. One time he found a field of flowers that covered a whole meadow from one mountain to the other mountain. The whole valley was filled with flowers. The scent of those flowers was so sweet. Hummingbird hummed for about a half an hour. And then he flew down there and flitting those wings as quickly as he could, he stuck that long beak down into a flower and sucked up the nectar. (sighs) Went from flower to flower doing that. 
And he got so greedy with it when he got to the last flower in that field. He sucked so hard that he gagged, choked, wheezed, and sneezed. And blew the hum right out of his throat. To this very day, you never hear a hummingbird hum, but you'll still see him flit from flower to flower and draw out that nectar. And when he's not hungry, he still flits around, cause you see, the hummingbird is still looking for his hum. Mmm. Today's fairy tale sponsor is Red Hood Investigations. Has your gingerbread boy disappeared after talking to a fox? Are you wondering what happened to your older sons who wandered off to seek their fortune? Or perhaps you just want to make sure the path to Grandma's house is safe for your precious child. Call on the services of Red Hood Investigations to get the answers that are not tidied up by the end of the story. Or call upon the Red Hoods to make sure your story will turn out safely before setting foot on the path. Red Hood Investigations. My, what a nice story you'll have. We have another review for the podcast from iTunes. Five stars by Family Listens, who says, Thank you, R.A.H., for making car trips so much fun. Our six- and eight-year-old kids love the show. Please keep up the great work. Thanks for the review. It helps other story lovers find and enjoy the podcast. The third teller for this episode comes from the Boston area and is quite busy. Nora Dooley is a storyteller as well as an educator, critically acclaimed children's author, and creator of Stories Live. She is the co-founder of MassMouth.org, the Greater Boston Story Slam series. She tells a cautionary tale about learning to keep your mouth shut in The Talkative Turtle. This is a story that comes from India originally, but you may have heard it in many other guises. It's the talkative turtle. Once there was a turtle that talked so much, all the creatures in the pond couldn't stand to listen to him at all. So he was forced to talk to himself. Well, one day, two fine geese came and landed in the pond. They were going far and long, but decided to stop in the turtle's pond for a rest. Now, this turtle had someone to talk to, for these geese would listen to him and allow him to swim with them, and he admired their feathers and their ability to fly and their beautiful sound and told them how wonderful he thought they were. But the geese had to tell him that they were leaving soon, and the turtle was so sad. He said, please, please take me with you. The geese said, oh, dear friend, but you cannot fly, and we cannot carry you. Oh, but but I'll think of something. And indeed, the turtle did. The turtle came to the geese the very next day, the day they were to leave, and he said, Look, look at this stick. If each one of you puts an end of it in your mouths and then flies, if I hold onto it with my mouth, which indeed is the most developed muscle I have, why, I can hold on and you can fly me out of this pond and I can travel with you. Well, said the geese, it's a good idea, but... Do you think you're strong enough? Oh, my mouth is very strong. Indeed, said the geese, your mouth is very strong. But are you strong enough? Oh, I can do it, I can do it. Please, 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 please try. Well, they did. 
Each goose took an end of the stick, and the turtle grabbed on with his mouth. They beat their fine wings, and they rose up in the sky. As they were rising, they went by the frogs, who said to each other, Look at that. Look at that. Those are really smart geese to think of how to get the turtle out of here. The turtle just was silent. But then, as they were going by the trees, one of the birds in the trees said, Oh! Oh, look at these smart geese. Look at that idea. They're able to take the turtle flying. Who ever heard of a turtle flying? The turtle was really having a difficult time keeping quiet when a mosquito flew by and said, Oh, look at that. Those are really smart geese to be able to get a turtle to fly. And the turtle finally could stand it no longer and said, It was my idea. <sighs> Splat. And there he was, back in his pond again. The fourth and final storyteller for this episode is Priscilla Howe. Based in Kansas, Priscilla performs at schools, libraries, festivals, and special events. Her mouthy hand puppets come along to shows for younger children, and she tells more grown-up stories, too. Well, grown-ups and older kids. Usually in stories, goats are heroes, but that might not be the case in this tale, The Bully Billy Goat. Once, there was a man who went to the market and he bought a little goat. He said, oh, this is a nice little billy goat, and he took it home, but it was not a nice little billy goat. That billy goat was mean, and he would butt people with his head. He would push them with his head. And one day, the goat escaped. He got out of his pen, and he ran down the road, and the man said, Goodbye! The goat kept running. The man didn't chase it. That goat ran and ran and ran until he came to the fox's den. Hmm. I wonder what's in here. The goat went inside the den. The fox was not home. Hmm. I like it here. I'm going to stay right here. The fox came home in a while, and she heard someone in her den. She said, who's in there, please? Hmm. I'm a big, mean goat, and I'll whack you in the throat, and I'll stomp on all your toes, and I'll butt you in the nose, so go away. Hmm. (laughs) And the fox said, (laughs) The fox was crying in the middle of the road, and along came her friend, the wolf. What's going on here? How come you're crying in the middle of the road here? There's a big bean, there's a big bean, there's a big bean. Go, my dad won't get out. I I don't know what to do. Wolf said, well, I'll check that out. And the wolf went down and said, who's in there, please? I'm a big mean goat and I'll whack you in the throat and I'll stomp on all your toes and I'll butt you in the nose, so go away. And the wolf said, oh, 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 oh. So the wolf and the fox were crying in the middle of the road, and along came their friend, the bear. bear. And the bear said, what's going on here, huh? How come you're crying in the middle of the road? Hmm? (laughs) There's a big mean, there's a big mean, there's a big mean going to the town, we'll get out, we don't know what to do, we don't don't know what to do, (laughs) mom. Okay, then I'll go down there and see what's going on. (laughs) So the bear went down and he said, hey, who's in there, please? I'm a big mean goat and I'll whack you in the throat and I'll stomp on all your toes and I'll butt you in the nose, so go away. Hmm. 
So the bear and the fox and the wolf were all crying in the middle of the road, and along came their friend, the hedgehog. Now you know that a hedgehog is just this big. It's a little animal, just this big, and hedgehogs have sharp, pointy quills, like little needles sticking out from them. The hedgehog came along and she said, "Why are you crying in the middle of the road?" There's a big me. There's a big me. There's a big me. There's a big me going. But there's a big me going to the tip. Won't get out. The hedgehog said, "Well, I'll see about that." And she went down to the den. She said, "Who's in there, please?" Hmm. I'm a big mean goat, and I'll whack you in the throat, and I'll stomp on all your toes, and I'll butt you in the nose. So go away.、Hmm. <laughs> and the hedgehog said, "No." She rolled herself into a ball with all of her sharp, pointy quills sticking out, and then she began to roll into the den. She rolled faster and faster and faster and faster and faster, and she rolled right into that goat. And the goat said, "Whoa!" And it jumped up and ran down the road, and it never, ever came back. And that's the bully Billy goat. Thank you for listening to the Story Story podcast. Show the love. Find Laura Sims, Lynn Ford, Nora Dooley, and Priscilla Howe on the internet. Tell them you heard them on the podcast, and now want to hear them tell more stories. You can find me and the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Story Story Podcast or Rachel Ann Harding. The beautiful brains behind the fairy tale sponsor is True Thomas. Check out the ads for the fairy tale sponsors and let me know the favorite story you have heard or the favorite stories of your childhood. Who knows? Maybe you'll hear them here soon. This podcast is made possible by patrons like you. If you would like to become a supporter of the podcast or discover sponsorship opportunities, you can find links on StoryStoryPodcast.com. If it isn't in the cards to support the podcast right now, no worries. Perhaps you'd be willing to go write a review on iTunes, which helps other story lovers find and enjoy the podcast. Head over to the website and join the mailing list for hidden goodies. And if you tune in, you'll hear more stories next week. But until then, live happily ever after. Mary Kate opened up the door, and there, on the doorstep, wrapped in his own blanket, was her baby. And to this day, Anansi spins webs so that he can catch the flea, the fly, and the moth that got away. If you go down to the lake on a clear day, when the water lies as calm as a sheet of glass, you can still see the rooftops of the castle. Glittering in the sunlight, and if you listen really closely, you can even hear the festive music from the royal court.